Merry Christmas. I hope you're enjoying the nice, warm sound of our Christmas time hearthside fire. I'm Family Foundation President Victoria Cobb, bringing you today's Speak Up Virginia radio show. And we have a special Christmas message for you. As we celebrate the birth of our Savior, it brings to mind how God uses new birth and young generations to redeem our culture, and how important it is, as a result, to invest in equipping the next generation with a biblical worldview. So we thought this week would be a great time to re-air our episode highlighting issues affecting young people and how to get involved in our worldview training class for college students. But before we share that episode, we have a very special Christmas time blessing from my son Daniel. A Christmas Playout by Walbert Lewis Stevenson. Loving Father, help us remember the birth of Jesus so that we may share in the song of the angels and the gladness of the shepherds and the worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love all over the world. Let kindness come with every gift and greeting. And teach us to be mindful with a clear heart. And may Christmas morning make us happy to be thy children. And Christmas evening bring us to our bed with grateful thoughts. Forgiven and forgiving for Jesus' sake. Amen. The attack on Christian colleges is picking up steam. Now there's a new lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Education in an attempt to remove religious freedom protection from colleges that receive federal funding and dare to uphold a biblical stance on sexuality. It begs the question, are some people only going to be happy when biblical education no longer exists? Welcome to Speak Up Virginia, equipping you to speak up on the life, family, and freedom issues that matter most to you. From the Family Foundation, I'm your host, Candy Cushman, and I'm joined today by Erica Newman, our Vice President of Operations. Well, welcome, Erica. It's great to have you on the show for the first time. And just to help people get to know you a little bit, you're the Vice President of Operations here at the Family Foundation. And how long have you been here? I have been on staff now for six years. Wow, time goes fast because I understand it was just the other day, or probably feels like just the other day to you, that you walked in the door out of the blue and met our staff for the first time. Yeah, I was a college student um, wanting to get some experience in the faith-based nonprofit world. And so one day I just thought I would come introduce myself and was met by a staff member who was very skeptical about an unknown college student walking in the front door. And so I was grilled pretty intensely about, you know, what my intentions were, why, why I was there. And I think she eventually believed me. And I started volunteering that day, actually. And then a few weeks later, I joined as an intern in our summer internship program. And it was over those few months that I really developed a better understanding of what the Family Foundation is. And even in that experience, my own faith was really developed. And so at the end of the summer, I really felt like this is where I, I want to work and where I want to serve. And so here I am. That's funny they are skeptical at first. Here's this millennial just walking in the door. Okay, why is a millennial walking in here? I think she was trying to figure out if I'm just scoping out the organization, so. (laughs) Well, it's no surprise that you've risen through the ranks. I just have to say, um, for people that know Erica, she is like the Wizard of Oz, kind of behind the curtain, making everything happen. You don't really see her out there in front a lot, but she's just making everything, it feels like, magically happen behind the scenes. But you don't have that weird Wizard of Oz voice. (laughs) Thankfully, no. (laughs) Well, to move on to a more serious topic, we talked a few weeks ago about how cancel culture is coming for churches. And I really think today we need to emphasize again how it's especially coming for our Christian colleges. 
you know, we talked about how the USA Today editor made this whole case that Oral Roberts University basketball players should be banned from the NCAA tournament pretty much because of their school's stance on biblical sexuality. So that was sad. But now this has gone to a whole other level with a new attack on Christian colleges. And basically what's happening is there's been this lawsuit filed by LGBT students against the Department of Education. And this lawsuit singles out 25 faith-based colleges, including some pretty well-known ones like Baylor University, where I went in Texas, Liberty University, and Moody Bible College, just to name a few. And basically this lawsuit lists some 30 students that say they've experienced being discriminated against because of their gender identity or sexual orientation on these different campuses. So I guess I would say the whole bottom line to this lawsuit is that it's trying to force the Department of Education to remove existing religious freedom protections from these colleges, especially as it relates to them receiving federal funding. Yeah, it's interesting that one of these students who is part of this lawsuit went to Moody Bible College, and she even shared with reporters that after coming out as a lesbian, school administrators had made it clear to her that she would not be able to finish her degree unless she agreed to not engage in same-sex relationships or sexual activity. And then another student said that she knew she was, quote, queer before attending Liberty University here in Virginia, but experienced a hostile environment once she was at the school. You know, these students are experiencing real struggles and pain, real pain in their life. We don't want to ignore that. I know you and I both know people that have or are struggling with that. I have to say, though, I think Al Mohler really hit it well in his commentary because he pointed out that it is Moody Bible College. The word Bible is in there. So I have no idea why there is all this shock and outrage, even threats of defunding a Bible college for simply trying to maintain Bible principles. I know. Well, you know, central to Christianity really is the idea that you don't love your sin. You don't hold on to your sin. And so, of course, a Christian school would uphold principles that would exhort students, encourage students to not live a lifestyle that is contrary to the Christian faith. I mean, wouldn't it be a similar situation if a female student enrolled at a Bible college, if she had announced publicly that she was living with a boy that was not her husband, and because having sexual activity outside of marriage is a basic part of Christian teaching, it seems like it would be understood before you enroll at that school that the school would take biblical teaching seriously. Exactly. It, it does seem like the point here is almost becoming to punish a Christian school for upholding Christian standards. And that's the whole thing about this lawsuit. Um, not only does I think it illustrate this escalating pressure to eliminate anything that looks like actual true biblical education, but I think it also kind of exposes this whole confusion that we're seeing among the younger generation, um, what it means to really live out a biblical worldview, especially when it comes to sexuality. It seems like maybe we're losing that with this next generation coming in. You know, again, referring back to what Al Mohler had to say, you know, this lawsuit is really the advancement of the idea that Christian institutions should be marginalized or starved into compliance rather than having the freedom to really operate according to their convictions. And that's why it is so important to engage issues like this, because like you said, students are really battling these ideas right now, and it really does have an impact on how they continue to live out a biblical worldview. Thanks for tuning in. If you're just now joining us for Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. For more information about us or the topics we're addressing, you can visit familyfoundation.org. That's familyfoundation.org. Even at Christian colleges, students are not going to escape the culture war. It is coming to them one way or the other. 
So Erica, I would love for you to talk about this a little bit because I know you have a great perspective on this. You mentioned that you came here as an intern and you're super involved in developing our programs here that equip students for this. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, I'm particularly passionate about our student programs because they were so impactful for me at a really important time in my life. And so we've continued to develop these tools to help equip students as they head off to college and develop their own lives, hence the um, origin of our Equip Worldview Academy. And so Equip is really designed to help develop an understanding of what a worldview is, how it affects your decisions, and what it looks like to apply that to major cultural issues. And we have phenomenal speakers. I mean, from every different profession, great educators who come in and walk students through key issues in culture that affect people's ability to thrive all through the lens of a biblical worldview. And so we really love this tool. We think it's really useful and it has been so well received and we want it to be easy to access for students. So it is geared towards later high school, college age students and we offer it weekly in our offices in Richmond, but we also have a pretty robust online opportunity for people to engage so that if you are geographically far away from the office, you're not limited in, in your access. You can still participate. Well, as we're talking about how to best equip students for the culture war, the cool thing is today we have a student with us who can give us some perspective on that. Abby Close is a Virginia-born student who interned with us in our policy department and she's now attending Liberty University and double majoring in government and pre-law. So watch out, world, for Abby. She's definitely a rising star. Abby, you know, it's interesting that we've been talking about Liberty being mentioned in this lawsuit. How does that make you feel when you hear that, that your school's been under attack for its biblical values? Yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me, Candy. Um, it's very concerning to me that I hear Liberty is in this lawsuit uh, because Liberty just has meant a lot to me. Um, now as a senior, I'm reflecting at just my time and it's been so critical and important for me to be able to have this space to just express my uh, Christian values and really not have to be on the defense all the time. I've just been able to grow a lot spiritually. Well, I know you've led a lot of small groups for girls and had a lot of leadership positions on campus. So what are you hearing from students when it comes to this whole thing with what's going on in our culture with sexuality? Is there confusion among students on that as far as what it means to be a biblical Christian and just all the sexual messages they're hearing from our culture? Yeah, you know, I would say that, at least from my experience, most students have a pretty solid biblical view of sexuality and gender. I think Liberty does a great job um, in their Office of Spiritual Development does a great job of bringing in impactful speakers like Rosaria Butterfield and Jackie Hill Perry, who can really speak into these issues of sexuality. Um, and as for the students, I think they're pretty grounded in that. Well, in a broader sense, help us understand a little bit more about where your generation is at in the culture war. Um, what are the issues that you feel like are most distressing to you and your friends right now that's happening in the culture? Sure. Um, one thing I think I see in our culture and even at Liberty that distresses me is just how many people ha who have just bought into this critical race theory. Um, even though they may not know what it's called, I've seen a lot of younger Christians just get caught up in these talking points of critical race theory. Um, in fact, my sister and I uh, we're both prayer leaders on campus, and in our training, the Office of Spiritual Development actually suggested that we read the book White Fragility, um, which wow. is uh, which is pretty big, <laughs> and it was very concerning to both of us. Um, I think it's, you know, really just misinformation at the, uh, from what I can tell. I don't think it's, um, you know, people are just not informed very well about the Black Lives Matter movement and critical race theory. Well, how did you handle that when they're suggesting that you read this? 
Um, you know, I think I, I wasn't at, at this particular training, but I definitely um, forwarded an email to my campus pastor just to kind of, actually the Family Foundations, um, uh, their, what they had to say and like um, on the issue because I thought it might be something he could read. Um, but there was, I definitely haven't read the book as they suggested. <laughs> yeah. Not that we're suggesting people not read other opinions, right. but it's just interesting that you would feel like there's promotion of that. So. Right, yeah. Well, speaking of that, then, what would your advice be to us and those listening to try to help equip students when they run into things like this to feel courageous and be able to stand up for biblical truth? I think this is the time to be bold, and this year, um, for me, has been hard just because I lost some really close childhood friends because of my beliefs came out of the blue, like I didn't see it coming. Um, but I also know, like, I'm comforted in knowing you aren't alone, and sometimes it feels like that. Um, but I think we need to be, as Christians, be vocal about supporting one another when they are facing criticism. So how do things like our internship program help with helping students like yourself not feel alone? Yeah, I think you get to, it was great to just meet other interns who thought alike and were like-minded. And also just to hear speakers um, in the Equip Worldview program, it definitely like boosted my confidence and um, reaffirmed my values, but also I got to meet other people who felt the same way I did. And sometimes you don't feel like that when, especially if you go to a public school, you don't meet other people that think the same way. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, if people are hearing this today and you've got students in your life that would be interested in our intern or worldview programs, just go to our website, familyfoundation.org, and be sure to look for the student program section in our menu bar. Thanks for joining us for this week's Speak Up Virginia, brought to you by the Family Foundation. Visit us at familyfoundation.org. That's familyfoundation.org. See you next time. And don't forget we are stronger when we speak together.